the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I'm glad to spread my little sunshine with y'all every night of the week from 6 to 7 p.m. Right here on The Answer San Diego. And if you're not able to join us every night from 6 to 7 p.m., you can always download my podcast at Spreaker or wherever you get your podcast. You can also, you know what? I don't tell y'all this enough. You can also call the comment line 24 hours a day and say whatever is on your line, whatever is on your mind. That number is 844-814-5227. And to the friend who emailed me his comment, the comment line is not my email, although you can email me. But we just would love to hear your opinions expressed verbally on the comment line because I'm only on an hour a a, a day, right? So just lots of different ways that you can be a part of the show. Glad to have you with us tonight and every Every night of the week. Got much to get into tonight. We're going to touch briefly on Ukraine because believe it or not, there's actually other topics out there that you really need to know about. We're going to get into that. Friday also means Bob Walters will be here to report on the schools and education, something that we still got to keep our focus on. Right now, it's like squirrel, shiny object. We got to talk only 100% about Ukraine, just like it was 100% only you were allowed to talk about COVID for the last two years. So we've got a lot to get into with you there. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week a little bit later. And you know what? We might actually touch a little bit on Friday Fun Day with a little teeny tiny movie review for you. I had to restrict the time on it because of the title of the movie. We'll get into that a little bit later. Again, glad to have you guys here with me and shaking his head at that comment I just made is the man who will be giving you the Friday Fun Day movie review on the limited time frame that I've given him is DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous Potato. Mm-hmm. That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. Not going to spoil the title of the movie. People got to tune in, but man, I just can't believe you're just a hater like that. Mm-hmm. Well, those who know me well will not be surprised later when we get to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I, I know it's not popular, which is why I've got to keep repeating it. Just like it wasn't popular when I said, don't pay attention to these models. They're pushing out 25 million Americans will not die. No, we do not need 14 days to shut down, uh, 14 days to flatten the curve. That's going to do nothing but, you know, provide a pathway for tyranny. I was right on all that. And let me tell you, as unpopular it is for, that it has been for me to be pushing back against the Ukraine narrative, mark my words that I have been correct, that this has been as horrific as it is for the Ukrainian people. This has been in large part orchestrated, pushed out, at least the narrative in relation to it, as a part of the Biden administration and the Democrats' parties, many schemes that are behind this. It is the replacement for COVID. They want you just like they used COVID as a way to grip your mind with fear and panic over a virus that was supposedly going to hit you in the face and knock you dead the minute you walked out of your home. Now they've got you panicked and it's Ukraine 24-7 now that it's going to be the next third world war and including a nuclear bomb. In fact, I got a phone call from a friend today scared about that and I'm like, hold up. This is absolutely horrific what's happening to the Ukraine people. By the way, You can be anti the hyped narrative and still have sympathy for the Ukraine people. Understand that Putin is is now and was always a KGB 
uh, you know, operative. In fact, let me go way, way back when I was one of the first conservatives to start calling the alarms on W when I said how moronic it was that he was at the ranch in Texas and said, I looked in Putin's eyes and saw his soul. Okay. I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. And what did Putin then he do then? He went into Georgia. Okay. So do not get it twisted as my girls diamond and silk would say, the reason why you're not allowed to say anything but hardcore far 100% spend all day every day now obsessing over Putin is because that's a part of the left's attempt to use this to control you. And let me tell you, um, I was actually a little disappointed and actually reached out to a friend of mine who, who I'm not allowed to, I'm not, not that I'm not allowed, but I'm, I'm not going to quote him. I told him our conversation was off the record. I told him I had some questions about Zelensky. Zelensky yesterday was hyping that um, the nuclear plant was actually had been breached and was a radioactive issue. And he based upon that, he was calling for U.S. and NATO forces to come in and begin act, getting active militarily. The Associated Press, hardly a far right organization, dispelled and provided facts that the nuclear facility had not been breached. This was not a radioactive incident. I get that Ukrainian people are chanting in the streets that the U.S., where's the U.S.? I don't know exact words they're using, but this is not our battle as much as the as much as the Biden administration wants you focused on it obsessively all day long, as much as the Ukraine people are suffering and they're looking for help. This the last thing we need to do is dedicate U.S. military to it. We have Trump gave them javelins. Uh, there's things that we can do to support them. We need to stay focused on here at home. Uh, one of the ways that the Biden administration has used this uh, is to cover for the energy policies that they've taken that have caused con- such havoc on the American people for the last year. I think yesterday was the first day in which an entire city had an average of over $5 a gallon. We've had pockets in here in San Diego and beyond, but not the overall average above $5 a gallon. It will go to $7 a gallon in the state of California before too long. It's already approaching $5 a gallon in the rest of America. And here's what the Biden administration's mouthpiece, Jen Psaki, had to say today. The reason why the price of gas is going up is not because of steps the president has taken. They are because President Putin is invading Ukraine, and that is creating a great deal of instability in the global marketplace. Mm-hmm. When did we first start seeing the spiking in our gas prices? Six months ago here in the state of California, I've been paying, I've paid over $5 a gallon now for a couple of months in different places because it's not always convenient to go to places that have, I mean, the lowest I've spent now in two months was four twenty nine. But see, this is the level of gaslighting and crap that gets pushed out by the Biden administration. And then she went on today to talk about as as well as Blinken. Well, you know, we can't we can't say no to Russian gas because if we limit the supply around the world, that's just going to raise prices everywhere. I mean, how dumb do they think the American people are? And I get that there are many of dumb people. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, my stink of the week is not Jen Psaki. My stink of the week is not Joe Biden and his State of the Union address. My stink of the week is the Amer- any American voter who voted for him. Because regardless of the amount of election fraud that took place, and yes, it did, Bill Barr, who was a runner-up to stink of the week, if, if Joe Biden didn't get 80 million votes, but he got enough that paired with the fraud, got him installed in the White House. And I'm, at, and I'm, I'm running low on sympathy for anybody who voted for him who's suffering today. 
Shame on you, Biden voters. Lying to the American people. Well, you know what? You're right, Jen Psaki. If you limit the supply to the world, prices go up. So how about opening up the Keystone Pipeline? Drill, baby, drill. They don't want to. They're happy with the harm that's being wreaked on the American people. But we're going to shift gears because this is part two of wreaking havoc on the American people um, by the Democrat Party and the Marxist and the elitist and the establishment. They did for two years. They did incredible destruction. They took a three trillion dollar economy and trashed it under the guise of if you walked out, like I said, if you walked out of the house, you were going to get smacked and fall over on your face and die instantly. Here's some covid news that you're not hearing probably anywhere else. Bombshell data. You were told if you got the shot, over 90-something percent chance you you weren't going to get it. Rachel Maddow, you couldn't get it and you couldn't give it. Then, of course, when it wasn't working and people were getting it and giving it, then it was, well, it's going to stop you from going into the hospital. Then it was, well, it's going to stop you from dying. Here's some data. Nine out of 10 COVID deaths, people fully vaccinated. Pause for effect. Is it sinking in skins? People, you think people are going to get it now? I sincerely hope so yeah. because everything they've said about this, I'm not calling it what it is, uh, mild therapeutic has been absolutely wrong at every turn. Right. Of course, people are going to say, well, Andrea, you're talking about a, a, a news article coming out of Britain uh, where studies were done, where they did they did uh, studies on different uh, different time periods from January 24 to February 20th, from November 22 to December 19. And it was nine out of 10 They went into the hospital and died where people have gotten the shots. But this mirrors the United States. In fact, not only does it mirror the United States on top of it, data has revealed that the people who, who, quote, vaccinated people under the age of 60 are dying from all causes at at twice the rate of vaccination, as twice the rate of those not vaxxed. What does that tell you? It tells you we not only have a pandemic of the vaccinated, but we have vaccine-caused mortality. About 55,000 pages regarding FISA, Pfizer. This is the short term effect, yeah. Maria. Right. This is just the short term. There has been 55,000 pages, I believe it was, of somewhat of Pfizer that has been. Uh, I've read a little bit of it. I'm going to see if there's somebody who's going to do over the weekend, maybe. Uh, maybe Dr. Malone, maybe Dr. Peter McCullough is going to do an in-depth and, and, and write a report that we can we can share with you guys. Speaking of reports, before I wrap, what elected official personally, financially benefited from all the lockdowns and the shutdowns and the business closures and and all the different ways in which he propagated and perpetrated destruction on the citizens. Any question? Any guesses? I'll give people a clue. The answer is not Gavin Newsom. Right. Although it is here in California. And the reason why this might matter to you if you're not living in California is because I guarantee you that this is take this and magnify it out across the country because we know Gavin Newsom profited. We just don't know the details, right? We don't know the details of the of the mask deal that he got from China. We have yet to find out the full details of Dr. Fauci. In fact, follow up. I don't know if I even told you Adam Angievsky, who was here from Forbes, and he's from also he. He writes articles on Forbes, but his organization has opened the books and he's been trying to get to the details of Fauci and all his conflicts of interest and how he uh, has potentially profited from these shutdowns. Forbes canceled his articles. Oh, can you? Yeah. 
They're trying to keep this from the American people. So let me give you a little taste. Here's one example of an elected official who personally financially profited from the shutdowns. It's none other than San Diego's favorite former Republican, Nathan Fletcher. Um, Conflict Watch, which is Transparency Foundation's Conflict Watch, started an investigation after a resident of San Diego um, alleged that he had potentially profited personally from his policies related to COVID. Um, they actually, this organization actually requested, uh, through the California Public Records Act, uh, to get information. Fletcher didn't want to release any, so they had to retain legal counsel to litigate the matter. In the meantime, they were able to utilize public records. So this is just scratching the surface because this is, this is not everything, all of the, the documents and the details. But through news coverage, board meeting minutes, press materials, et cetera, distributed by Fletcher's office, they determined that he backed the most extreme views and policies, lockdowns in the country that happened to match some profits that he made. If you match together the lockdowns, his policies with the businesses and organizations that benefited from it, that he then bought stock in, that he then sold for profit. I, I you know, I'm not, you know, Stephen Hawking, but I can add two plus two and come up with four. Okay, let me give you a little rundown. They got, well, but they also got in addition to news and all this, they got Fletcher's Form 700, and that is a statement of economic interest detailing for, for um, elected officials and public employees, their personal finances, income, real estate, and stock holdings. So I'm going to give you some of the highlights. He and uh, the Mrs. Lorena Gonzalez of AB um, Get Rid of Independent Contractors fame here in California, they invested between $32,000 and $160,000 in companies whose stocks benefited because of the pandemic. This is everybody from Zoom, CVS Health, uh, KeyMed, Apple, Cisco, and beyond. Um, and with Zoom, they bought stock on April 6, 2020, sold it for a 97% profit. CVS Health, I mean, who doesn't know how much CVS profited from this? And this is all right, uh, right as he was imposing the strictest of the lockdowns. 53% profit. Um, LHC Group, which is a hostess and home healthcare company, 20% profit. KeyMed, a health center that benefits um, from health solutions and providers, 42% profit. Apple, of course, we know personal computers, in-home learning, all of this. Um, Apple, he got 30% profit. On and on and on. Um, they took the proceeds and, um, bought a home, a vacation home. Now, Lorena Gonzalez is an assembly woman who represents the second most poor district in all of California. And she and Nathan Fletcher took the proceeds and actually bought a vacation home up at Big Bear that they are proud of and post pictures of all the time on Instagram. I said from the jump, that not only was this COVID an exploitation, an opportunity to exploit it for power to implement policies and programs that are Marxist and communist to seize control over our lives, but also to do exactly what communists, communists always do and why the wealth gap always expands under communism. They used it to profit. Chula Vista, which is the second most poor district in this country, uh, suffered the most under these lockdowns. Over 60% of the restaurants shut down permanently. Lives destroyed while they lined their pockets. Absolutely filthy, disgusting. I'm going to take a break. Coming up, Bob Walters. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea Kay 
show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know, things are things are kind of bad around the country when I'm looking forward to talking to Bob Walters in his education segment because he makes me laugh every week as bad as uh, things are in the schools. At least uh, at least we get a chuckle. And he joins me now. Hello, Bob Walters. Hello. Good to be here. Well, thank you. TGIF. (laughs) (laughs) What you got for us this week? We start off with good news. Yeah, I got some good news. Thank First you. of all, California lifts the mandate, of course, March 1st for unvaccinated and March 12th for schools. But each district can then decide if they're going to maintain it or eliminate it. Maryland's Board of Education lifts statewide school mass, mask mandate by a 12 to 2 vote this past week. Okay. So there's another state in line. Well, I, I do want to interject. I do know that two of our San Diego uh, school boards have said that the masks are going to remain in effect. And I believe that there's actually a rally uh, hosted by Amy Reichert, who's actually running against Nathan Fletcher and County Supervisor. So I act, I think it may be uh, Monday. So I'm going to look for that on Facebook. So thank you for reminding me of this, Bob. Well, interesting thing, 24 school districts in California disregarded the school mandate and mask. In the past year, they didn't ever enforce it. You could wear it if you wanted to, but you weren't mandated to it. And that's 24 school districts in Central and Northern California. So That's interesting. interesting. I never knew that, that there were 24 school districts that never imposed it. I didn't know it either, frankly. Wow. Interesting. Especially interesting in Northern California because that's so so liberal. Doesn't that that speak to some hypocrisy? (laughs) I agree. Yeah. That's the world's full of that, I'm afraid. Mm -hmm. North Dakota House passes a transgender sports bill that athletes must perform in the sport of whether sex were born in. And the governor pledged she's going to sign it into law. So that's which state was this? North Dakota. Awesome. Fantastic. And passed it. Yeah, she's going to sign it next week. A federal judge ruled Friday that a new admission policy for Thomas Jefferson High School in science for science and technology, it's a prestigious magnet school in Fairfax County, Virginia, discriminates against Asian applicants and must end the racial balancing program they've had, which is illegal. They had eliminated a difficult entry exam and a hundred dollar fee to boost black and Latino student enrollment. Which, well, of course, downgraded the, you know, the actual performance of the class, which we see all over the country, I'm right. afraid. Yeah, you've reported on that with Harvard, that, that they actually lost a lawsuit there. Um, you've reported on that with the school board up in San Francisco, where three and, and 70% of the, the residents, led largely by the Asian community up there, uh, and recalled three school board members up there. And it was in large part because a Lowell High School that ha- was a merit-based school, they wanted to make it not merit-based in order to kick the Asians out and prop up black applicants. And so the discrimination against the Asian American community, particularly when it's regards to education, is is something that the Republican Party is ignoring, right? Because this is an opportunity for the Republican Party to reach out to the Asian American community and get them to vote our way and, 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 and actually maybe then um, get with us in terms of maybe them running for office, for uh, getting on school boards, um, being more at work with them more at the, the even the local level right don't you don't you think i do see that trend beginning to happen with the asians i've been talking to yeah 
Okay, then another point of good news. A black female student confessed to writing racist graffiti on two drinking fountains in the school in Sacramento. Uh, <laughs> McClatchy High School. The, the, the interesting thing is, I checked my records, and in the last years, two months, 20 racist graffiti incidents were reported. And of those, 18 turned out to be black people who had done the graffiti and then blamed the whites. Wow. 18 out of 20. Yeah. Yeah. Racism is so bad in this country that they got to manufacture it. That should have been 18 prosecutions because that, in my mind, is the real hate crime. When you're manufacturing, when you're propagating a hoax in the course of racial strife and racial division. So for power, which is really what they're doing, they should have been met with. There should be a harsh penalty for that. I agree. I don't think most of them were penalized. but No, of course not. They got away with it. I know. Just like Jesse Smollett. Is Jesse Smollett behind bars? No. No, no, he's not. He's free. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shame. And then college crazy, Harvard Mudd College, which is a, a, a premier STEM college, is really one of the outstanding ones in California, faces accusations of a dumbed down education program to advance equity. This is in the last six months, one year. Once a world class limited student body school with a tuition of $50,000 a year and worth every dollar is today just another political school that dumbed down to community college standards and not worth any tuition to speak of. It has turned away from merit to diversity, equity, and inclusion. The alumni has revolted against what's been going on, but they've not yet been successful in churning the school's policies. Well, what needs to happen is people need to be like 50 grand per semester. (laughs) <laughs> I'd rather send my kid to Murray's School of Learning, right? Well, they were the number one premier college in California, but oh well. Well, they're kind of, but you know what? I I, I think this could possibly be said for uh, all the all the Ivies, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't trust right now at this point that that there are some academically amazing institutions when they've been. Uh, changing their admission policies. And, and you and I talked about this. When when Harvard, Cornell, or any of these places, Yale, Princeton, when they have been uh, um, using different means to push down the merit-based students that are coming in in order to admit those that really didn't have the academic creds and the ac- academic ability to, to, to uh, get in, they have to be dumbing down the curriculum in their classes. They have to be. Well, like California, they eliminated all the entry exams for the University of California. Right. And the only way for them to make it past the first semester is if all the classes have been dumbed down. Right. It's, and, and it's very I mean, That's really what George Bush did back with his no child left behind. So you've got a kid and, and what's happening when they get rid of AP classes. Right. If you've got a, a super smart kid, nobody's allowed to pass until the dumbest of the dumbest or somebody that can't even speak English is brought up. Right. So everybody gets pulled down. And that's what's happening across the board in most of our, quote, elite institutions. Oh, it's a real shame. It's a real yeah, it disaster. Long term strength of this country. Mm-hmm. Anyway, labor union UAW. I didn't know they were doing this. They have a union in the, in the colleges, and they're using students and rallies to get taxpayers in California to buy and present housing for professors, aside from their generous salaries and benefits. <laughs> you, is, is this United Auto Workers? Yeah, I didn't know they were involved in the colleges, but they are. I didn't either. And let me tell y'all, there's nobody reporting on this but Bob Walters. 
Nobody. I had no idea of this. I cannot wrap my head around why United Auto Workers is on college campuses trying to raise money for professors to have, who are already getting paid way too much money, I guess what, to have luxury digs? I know. It's just, it's unbelievable. And this this guy, uh, Patrick Dexter, who's the head of the UAW, said in a press release that 90% of academic employees and 70% of postgraduate students are also burdened by housing costs and because it takes more than a third of their income, so they want the union to get them money as well as the professors. They represent 48,000 workers at the University of California institutions. I'm amazed. I never knew that. This is crazy. This is absolutely insane. And oh, by the way, if you're living in California, you're paying probably a a third of your income on your housing. Ain't nobody helping me, right, or anybody else. I know. It's uh, pretty pathetic. It's insane. I think this might be a good time to take a break because Bob's going to stay over. Before I take a break, I feel like we glossed over a little bit that that governor, and I think you said North Dakota, who's banning transgenders uh, in sports. That's a huge win. Because when you look at what this, what that um, Leah or Lisa, that male biological male who, you know, tried to compete against men for years and couldn't. And now he's just completely wiping out and obliterating women's swimming at the college level. Um, you know, that there, that needs to be stopped. There's nothing, look, there's no, nothing stopping a biological male from continuing to compete against biological males just because he's changed his name. Right. <laughs> I agree. Right. So hat tip to that governor. We're going to take a break. Bob's going to stick with us later on in the show. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week and a little Friday fun day movie review for y'all. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K Show. Connect with the show at ourfreenation.org. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show here on The Answer San Diego. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Um, you can always uh, check out uh, any of the other shows if you missed them, wherever you get your podcast. In, in particular, go to Spreaker and download my podcast there. You can also call our comment line. The AK comment line is available to you 24 hours a day, 844-814-5227. So give us a call and tell us what is on your mind. And continuing to speak his mind and educate us on what's happening in the education system today is my buddy Bob Walters. So what else you got for us tonight, dear one? Well, I got a lot, but I'll try to move quick because I know that one topic you'd want to cover before we end. Yes. So, uh, a female professor at Binghamton University in, in Maryland stated that her class policy is that white students will receive the lowest priority to speak or be asked to participate. Anna Cardella justified her racist policy by writing that it gives priority to non-white folks, to women, and to shy and quiet people who rarely raise their hand. She also equated capitalism with slavery in her opening comments. So I guess um, white people are never shy, um, which is stupid. So basically, though, uh, you know, white people need to go to the back of the bus. Got it. Okay. I know. Well, here's another one that's really something. A revisionist history course at the University of North Carolina, which you think is more conservative, is apologizing for Japanese military aggression during World War II. The course entitled Global Whiteness attempts to justify the bombing of Pearl Harbor as the first global attack on white Anglo-American hegemony and Japanese attempt to roll back the Euro-American colonialism in the world. 
Okay. Wow. Um, talk about revisionist history. Um, yeah, Jeff, the attack in Pearl Harbor was, was justified. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, that's the, I don't even know what to say about that. That is just uh, the, the level of hatred against the how it is not only acceptable to hate white people in this country, but to flat out lie constantly in the course of making white people evil is despicable. And it what, one of the things that we need to do if we take back power is I need to start asking, like I didn't ask Congressman Biggs last night. We need to be asking everybody who's running for office or holds office if they're willing to pass legislation to ban this crap permanently in our schools. And not only that, there needs to be legislation on the books that makes it criminal to teach this kind of crap. And we need to get rid of the Department of Education, because if we why do we why are we having so much taxpayer dollars? Bob Walters going to a, the, the Department of Education when we're not graduating kids who can read or write and all we're doing is forcing kids into transgenderism and teaching them that white people are bad i know well there's an interesting report that came out california spends the most money per student in the nation and yet we have the most woke racist education system in the country at the end of the day we have the least literate people kids in the nation 76 percent are literate versus new hampshire which is at the top has 94% literate. Even high-performing students don't do as well as such similar students in other states. It's really pathetic. Yeah, it's shocking, too, particularly the New Hampshire part, because I have some... (laughs) I know people from there. I'm I'm shocked to find out that they're considered literate. But anyway, I digress. Um, Yeah, I mean, taxpayers' money, more, more money per student, more money across the board here in the state of California, and we're churning out illiterate people who are nothing but little uh, Marxist, either victims or haters and all of the above, and it's despicable. Well, here's an interesting act by Bill Gates, who spearheaded Common Core. He's now donated millions to local schools and local governments for them to adopt, quote, pathway to equitable math instruction, unquote. That centers on black, Latino, and multilingual students and addresses the barriers to math equity, whatever that is, says we should focus less on correct answers than understanding concepts and reasoning. Mistakes are addressed as failures by present standards rather than opportunity to learn. Good. (laughs) I mean, Bob. I don't know how much you use math in running your successful organization, um, but it, when I was a cashier and having to hand out change, I needed to get the math right. And this was at a time, I'm about to age myself here, this is at a time which the cash register did not calculate the change for me. Okay, I had to do it and I had to get it right. And then I had to I had to balance my machine at the end of the night and I was never off by more than a couple of pennies. Okay, at 16. Okay, um, you, you got the math is the one thing that you can't cheat on. It's bad enough that they want to get into English and say that, you know, it, it's it really you can use, you know, slang or whatever. But it, it, this is Bill Gates. Bill Gates, Bill Gates who's, who's, who, who could not have gotten as successful as he was without proper math and actual addition adding up in his workplace, is now pushing that math, that, that, that it's okay if you don't get the answers right? Well, he did Common Core, which almost no parent can help their kid with because they can't understand it. Well, that's true. Just to identify, by the way, and challenge the way that math is used to uphold capitalism, imperialism, and racist views. So, wow. So two plus two equals five now. Okay. Right. There is no disparity. There's nothing discriminatory with a dollar. 
a, a dollar goes the same amount for me as it does for you, as it does for a black person, as an Asian person. Economics has nothing at all to do with gender. And the fact that anybody is pushing this is such a manipulation of the psyche of young children that it's disgusting. It really is. All right, I got one that you were interested in. Particularly, Washington State orders teachers to hide kindergartners' gender transition from their parents. They, they've, been, <laughs> they've been teaching transgender lifestyle and, and options to kids in elementary school, and last year they started doing it for kindergartners. But they order the teachers to not let any of the parents know what any of these students, including the kindergartners, who just started getting this, this ridiculous training, and doubt about what sex they really are. And they also ordered all restrooms, locker rooms, and sport classes open to all students to match whatever class or uh, sex they think they are. Well, what a little five-year-old kid can just walk into the girl's bathroom and he says, well, I feel like a girl today. This is, you know, I, one of the reasons why when I saw this, I reached out to Bob today. I said, can we include this tonight? Because, you know, I knew that he had already prepped for the show tonight was because one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is I'm so sick and tired of people coming at me everywhere saying they're not recruiting children into transgenderism. A five-year-old, if you're discussing this with a five-year-old, you are intentionally recruiting them into transgenderism, okay? Five-year-olds, most of them don't even know how to tie their shoes, right? They don't know anything about anything right they are not capable of figuring any my one of my nieces at five years old thought she was a cat (laughs) right and their little minds are like little you you know clay so of course you go to a five-year-old and go oh do you want to play with your you know uh, it's this is this is recruiting i don't have time to go into a whole lot of examples but this is literally recruiting. When you're talking to five-year-olds about sex and gender and you're going to them and telling them um, that they have options in gender and, and asking them questions like, you know, have you ever wanted to play with your sister's, you know, doll or the, to a little girl, have you ever wanted to play with your, with your brother's, you know, truck? You know, that would have been me, right? So this yeah. is, they're, they're going younger and younger and younger to recruit. And the reason why they're doing that is because the majority of transgenders who actually share this, this as a dysphoria, as a mental disorder, is too small to actually be given the power that they want in this country. So they've got to go younger and younger and younger. And the fact that they're going outside of parents is child abuse, and it needs to be outlawed in this country. Well, plus it, it works to destroy the, the integrity of the family structure. Yes, which you're also in favor of. It's just a shame. It's a real. I'm pathetic. glad you mentioned that because that's 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 part of it too. It's about um, the the idea from the left that your children don't belong to you; they belong to the community, right? It takes a village. Remember when Hillary Clinton said it takes a village to raise a child? No, it really doesn't. It takes a mom and a dad. Right. So every bit of this is about shoving the parents aside. It's about seizing control of, of his minds as young as they can get them, because ultimately what this push of transgenderism is about, it's about the destruction of Judeo-Christian principles and values. Right. Well, I agree. And it's yeah. really a pathetic development that's going on. Um, I can cover some more issues or I can just remind everybody about getting involved with the school choice initiative drive. We only got 30, 30 days left. 
I think we need I think we need to talk about that because the school choice, let's spend a couple minutes on that instead of brushing over and telling people about it, because this is this is, you know, we we go and we share all these different horrific things that are happening in in these school you know districts around the country. And then, you know, we got to be giving options and solutions. Right. One is homeschooling and one is school choice to where the taxpayers dollars that is spent follows the child to whatever school they want to go to right bob that's correct and we need to have that and we don't have enough republicans supporting this we should already have well more than enough signatures that we need in this because you know bob and i have been doing these segments for a while people are starting to catch up with that's why we've got families all over the parents all over the country going to school board meetings only to be met by by being called terrorist by the doj but we don't have support for school choice i know it's really pathetic and a surprising, shocking thing to show you how deep it goes in some of the unknown areas. The California Catholic Bishops Organization, which represents most of the bishops in the state of California, issued an order last week making it improper for anybody with school choice to bring a petition in front of the school or in the school anywhere at a Catholic location or church. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, everybody I went to college with, everybody I knew in New Orleans, I, I, I'm from Slidell, but they all went to private Catholic schools. Know. You, know, you know, so it was so, and, and it's because the Catholic Church has been overrun with Marxists. You know, they, and they're getting their tuition. There's probably a waiting list for, you know, for people to get into Dominican in New Orleans, right? Yeah, here's a story. The, uh, there was a Republican in Georgia who didn't sign for a school choice and could have, I think he might have even been the deciding factor to get school choice in Georgia. He, he voted it down and come to find out it's because he had had more, I don't remember how much money had been donated to his campaign by the school unions. Wow. So so I guarantee you that's one of the reasons why we don't have enough Republicans, elected officials supporting this. And we also had a problem with Rick Grinnell not letting you and your people into a school choice event. Yes, that's true. And I'm glad he stepped out of it. And I thank Newsmax for doing that. They're the ones that told him to get out of the campaign. Good. Yeah. So it is so imperative. We care at all about children in this country. You know, if you want to keep your kids in the public schools because you think that you've got enough, you know, control over their minds and what's going on, fine. But I know lots of one of the things that happened too. That's a that's a part of the school choice thing is that that that, uh, the Democrats when they one of the reasons why they shut down all the schools under COVID was to to help put private schools out of business and charter schools, and a lot of them went under. That's true. And, and so, um, but there are still options out there for parents to get their kids out of these crappy Marxist institutions where they're not being taught anything but to hate the color of their skin or the color of somebody else's skin or to be a transgender. We've got to support school choice. Tell everybody how they can get behind this, Bob. Well, they should look up CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. And now we've even got the petition in, in a printable form so it can be emailed to you and you can get it signed and sign your neighbors and mail it in. So it's no shortcut to getting this done quick and fast in your neighborhood for everybody who has any interest in this at all. All right. Now, Bob usually talks about We the Kids, great organization. We're actually going to have them on the show next week. So looking forward to having We the Kids here with us. And that's an organization that helps teach your kids the good things about this country and and, and, and things that you you really want them to know. So, Bob, Bob, uh, it's wethekids.org? WeTheKids.us. WeTheKids.us. Bob Walters, thank you for all you do. I appreciate you. 
Take All care. Right. All right, hon. Now stay tuned because we got a little Friday Fun Day movie review for you and Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. Come on back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter and Instagram at Andrea K Show, spelled K-A-Y-E. And connect with her on OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. All righty, welcome back. It is time for the Friday Fun Day segment brought to you by DJ Potato Skins, who has a little movie review for y'all. Hey, if you're looking to see something at the movie theater this weekend, I highly recommend, although I was not anticipating it. I thought it was going to be a bomb, but I'm a huge comic book movie fan. So I went out anyway the other night with my son to see The Batman, directed and written by Matt Reeves. It's a DC film, and I was completely blown out of the water, Andrea. It is the most unique original Batman film. It's got a very gritty, a very noir kind of a feel to it. The score is amazing. The story is amazing. And I really, really enjoyed, I know you're going to have some comments, the performance by Robert Pattinson. Not my favorite Batman, that's Christian Bale, but he delivered a heck of a performance. I recommend going to see The Batman. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to have to say my my um, runner-up for Stink of the Week just might be the casting of Robert Pattinson in this movie. Um, he doesn't have the charm, the charisma, the looks or the lips to play Batman. Neither did Christian Bale. Okay, Batman is charming, he's sexy, he's got an edge. Um, neither one of those had any business playing Batman. Okay. Okay. Um, that being said, um, Thanks, Annie. yeah. Um, all right. Hero of the week and stink of the week. Um, I, I, I seriously though, uh, my stink of the week is, is the Democrat voter because too many people voted for Joe Biden and why? Because you didn't like, as somebody, I heard somebody say earlier, because orange man bad, you didn't like his tweets, the irrational, mind of American voters today that have inflicted the hell on this nation that is currently the Biden administration cannot be we you know think about all the people that were mask shaming people I think we need to be shaming the people that voted for Joe Biden because you inflicted pain on the rest of us it is time for people to wake up in this country stop paying attention to the Rachel Maddow's and CNN and all those liars and bring some common sense to yourself when you go to the polls we are, we are about to lose our country, right? Hero of the Week has to be, for me, uh, the um, former judge uh, in Wisconsin who uh, did the investigation into the election fraud in the state of Wisconsin and uh, outlay, out, laid it all out to the point to where he said, we need to, it, for no other reason than to symbolically uh, replace the electoral votes for the state of Wisconsin. So he's he's my Hero of the Week. And um, so was Bob Walters. Hey, love you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.